Welcome to Rationalist, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your co-host, Morgan Wack, and I'm here with the resplendent, Eddie Matthews. Hey, what's up, listeners? Long time no see. I know uh, they're missing us. They can finally come out of their you know, Groundhog Day-esque holes and uh, join the wintertime. I think that's no. Rationalist winter. Coming this, is, this is the 50th episode. Uh, congrats to us. That's right. I, uh, what do we have planned for, for our big 50, big 5-0? You know, it kind of pains me to admit that we're going to be talking about Mark Zuckerberg on our 50th episode. <laughs> you love it. You like his cold robotic eyes. Oh, God. Well. <laughs> what, what, what company, Eddie, does uh, Mark Zuckerberg run now? Meta. <laughs> I, it's, it's a terrible name. Uh, we could talk about. I actually I, probably. It's more... actually a beautiful thing too, though, Morgan, to see, <laughs> like a horrible, um, just unethical, mega company self-destruct is also kind of a beautiful thing. I think. I mean, I don't know what company you're talking about because Meta's never done a single thing wrong, uh, <laughs> and I take that cut off very seriously. So. Uh, I'm not sure what you're insinuating, but uh, <laughs> I would say so. You're probably not going to expect my my takes on this. I'm, I'm probably much more optimistic than when we usually talk about talk about old old Facebook or new Meta um, about uh, maybe not about the company itself and its financial opportunities here, but about the direction of the company. Um, this is you trying to foreground your pivot into the tech world because you were offered a data analytics job by Facebook for $160,000 a year. And you don't want to look like a bad guy. <laughs> so don't worry. That. I get I'm it. I'm still going to rip Meta, the company, but I think the virtual environments that they're pivoting towards have much more potential for good, or at least not bad than general, like regular social media platforms. That's my my take. Also, I'm not mm. not quite good enough at the data analytics. I think to get a hundred sixty thousand dollar a year job. But if that was the case, we would be having a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Let's back up. Uh, what is the metaverse? Well, very Robin? meta of you. Um, I think the best way I've seen it described uh, is a. Let's see. Well, I had a little definition here. Oh yeah, we uh, we'll put this link in the in the uh, description of the episode, but basically we, uh, Morgan and I read a New York times article about it. And should I just read this? It's just one short paragraph. I think it's oh, yeah. do really it. good. Do it. Um, Can you do it in a Scottish accent? Why do I have to do it in a Scottish accent? <laughs> it's more fun. <laughs> if you're going to just read from the article, then I need to get something a little extra out of it. I almost had it like in my mind, Missed, but I was about to go into German. I can't, I can't do it, but if you can do a Scottish accent. No, fair enough. Do a German one. I think we're fine with that. We'll substitute. I'm saving it for our German guest. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mr. Zuckerberg painted a picture of the metaverse as a clean, well-lit virtual world entered with virtual and augmented reality hardware at first and more advanced body sensors later on in which people can play virtual games attend virtual concerts, go shopping for virtual goods. That was my best. That's comment. pretty good. That's actually pretty uh, solid. I don't think so. Collect virtual art, hang out with each other's virtual avatars, etc., and so on. Um, a lot of virtual. 
Yeah, my God. It was like 10 virtuals in one sentence. Um, I don't see how this is going to be better for humanity than social media. Like, isn't this not just going to increase the amount of social isolation uh, that is currently happening with everybody on their phones, but it's going to just accentuate it to like a really unhealthy degree, you don't think? So, okay, there's a couple of different things here. Let's, uh, let's maybe explain, try to explain a little bit more for people that are maybe not as not as hip as for uh, the luddites out there uh, so essentially like what what do you picture when you think of like well i guess suppose we're calling it the metaverse now but like virtual reality worlds kind of virtual environments yeah so from what i saw on the um video that they put together for this announcement Uh which you know god bless you if you can make it through 11 minutes of mark zuckerberg was this the one where that woman was like very oddly moving her hands while talking to mark zuckerberg Everybody was oddly moving their hands. Zuckerberg was oddly. Everyone looked like a robot. It was a very, I mean, Zuckerberg is always doing weird stuff. So you kind of just take that for granted. But it seemed like everyone else was like doing an imitation. They like didn't want to seem normal because Zuckerberg was doing weird stuff. So they kind of like had to try to like do things that he would do. And so it looked, yeah, it was very odd. So, and this is a tangent, but I I promise I'll get back on topic in a second. Um, Eddie, everything is the metaverse. There's nothing off topic. I know that's part of the problem. So Zuckerberg, I can't figure out if he's smarter than we give him credit for in the sense of, is he being insufferably repellent on purpose? You know, like, is he being, it's like a prestige type thing. Like he's walking around with the fishbowl between his legs just to like feign (laughs) incompetence. Yeah. Like, does it take, more heat and focus off the company if he's this weird robotic like corny like horrible like terrible humor i don't know just laughing stock like he can like he can plausibly be like oh i literally didn't understand that that was a bad thing you're like maybe he didn't because he is a robot (laughs) yeah i don't know if he's really leaning hard into that if that's like part of a strategy or if that really is who he is but i mean i yeah, I mean, I, I tend to think that he's just more socially awkward than maybe his image in, in movies and things suggest. But if you're not, then terrific actor needs to be added to his list because he definitely gives off that image in every public appearance. So, um, so yeah, yet I digress. Um, so to answer the question, the video announcement, basically what Facebook has right now in stores is called an Oculus. And it's a virtual reality headset, but I think it is very basic. I don't know. I've never uh, used it, but I think it's just kind of, I don't know, like an immersive video game. Is Whereas... it? Okay. It's a bummer that you've never used it because have you ever, like people have been like, oh, we're doing virtual reality. And then they just put their phone in like a thing in front of your face. And you're like, this isn't virtual reality. My phone is just really close to my face now. <laughs> right. That's like a Samsung Galaxy thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is so <laughs> much worse than whatever I was imagining. Like virtual reality has been so disappointing in my brief life where I feel like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, within 10 years, we're going to be like, you could transport yourself to the moon and feel like you're there. And now it's like, no, you, you just have to stare at this screen super close to your eyes. Pretty weak. Totally. But I think what they're envisioning is a virtual reality headset that then puts you into, so puts you into a virtual space where you have a virtual body that kind of like an avatar that you can move around. And then you can be in space and then you can be 
in the jungle and then you can be in some like room that somebody created with like that's like a jungle aquarium and so people can kind of do whatever they want with it people can have different suits what the kids would call skins which is basically just like different i don't know armor or like different bodies that you can wear um and so i think the idea is for uh, meta to be able to control both the platform and the app that you get to that platform. So right now, from what I've read, you know, from this New York times article, like part of the strategy is that what Zuckerberg's really bothered by is that um, Android, IE Google and um, iOS, that is Apple control the platforms, which his apps are available on. And so they take a cut of the profits and also kind of, you know, to a certain degree, hamper the ambitions of his projects. And so I think what Zuckerberg's trying to do is like own both, both the platform. So like the, the metaverse and the hardware and the software, right? So like you put on your virtual reality headset, which is Facebook, a Facebook product. And so you pay for that. And then you log into I don't, I don't know if it's like an app that you like get into but some sort of software that then you get gets you entrance into this virtual reality world and then the world itself is kind of like meta dominated or facebook dominated or whatever does that make sense for sure no i get it i've just so i've i'll go pessimistic first and let's not even talk about social societal effects yet i just want to talk about the actual technology and like the functionality of these things I have yet to ever encounter any sort of effective Oculus virtual reality thing that even remotely simulates reality, which I was sold on as a kid through sci-fi movies as being the main selling point of virtual reality gear. The reality portion of the virtual reality has been definitely lacking in my experience. However, I do think the focus of this massive, um, you know, semi... Uh, independent company with billions if not trillions of dollars into this will help certainly advance this to the stage that maybe in 10 years or so it'll be much better almost definitely will be which is cool i think having cool virtual worlds to go through may not be good but it's certainly cool secondly which uh the kind of another possible benefit so my take here and we can talk about this is that I think that the shift to kind of virtual economies has many potential very real world implications that could be positive. Having Facebook be the first mover to invest all this money and become the steward of this new form of economy, social existence, social interaction platform is terrible. <laughs> if I could pick any group or company to lead the development of an entirely new economic system slash virtual reality, it would though they would might be dead last after the snuggy people, and even that might be more comfortable. Um, so one of the positive aspects, and I actually wrote an article about this a while back, um, but it, it was before Meta became a thing. She's brag alert. It was more about virtual capitalism in general, and the idea that. Uh, materialism and dematerialization are one of the main focuses of people who want to kind of limit the effects of climate change, right? Which is basically you just, the more people that are around, the, the richer we get, the more materials we're consuming. It's not necessarily true. The U.S. has actually been 
relatively has plateaued over the last 15 to 20 years in terms of its materials use and actually gone down in terms of um, like national consumption of actual materials. However, not nearly at the rate needed to you know, get anywhere near sustainability. However, if you were to shift all of the components of the economy that, requ- that don't require kind of physical inputs to some sort of virtual reality, not only would you have in, you know, an infinite display of, you know, you could consume literally anything, they wouldn't necessarily have the same environmental impact. Now, at the moment, that's not true because to host these worlds takes an enormous amount of energy. And so it doesn't actually help anything, but, you know, like solar technology and like renewable technologies, the more you invest, the more efficient it's going to become. And so that's things like the apparel industry, um, you know, it costs money. It takes lots of time to produce shirts and jeans, all these things. If you suddenly shift even 10% of that market into a virtual reality where people are buying clothing to show off to their friends in a digital world, that actually doesn't take down a tree when you build that shirt or whatever. So there's a huge, I think, kind of unspoken uh, benefit here that could be that the effects on kind of long-term consumption, if you were able to shift things that don't necessarily require real-world inputs or just things that require only certain amounts of real-world inputs to a virtual world, I'm pretty bullish on that point. Your shirts are made from trees? (laughs) What the hell? Hey, I I wear, uh, you know, effective hemp and... uh, right broccoli-based materials 24 7 yeah no i think that i think that makes some sense and also something we haven't talked about that is definitely included in this kind of metaverse vision of facebook is um augmented reality which which basically think about it in the sense of you're in the real world moving through space but have glasses on that then project project might not be the right word, but then make it appear like as a digital thing overlaying that physical space. So think about going into a restaurant and the menu, the place where the menu would be is just a blank wall, but then in your glasses, it's showing you all the prices in a, in a digital thing projecting on that space. And this is like Pokemon go, right? That's the biggest. Thing yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Speaking of kind of abhorrent companies doing very cool things, um, FIFA, the, the biggest sell I've ever heard of augmented reality is that one of their goals, I think they was, this was like five years ago, so, so I don't know if they've made any progress, but they were aiming for by like the 2028 World Cup to be able to basically put sensors on all the players who are playing and then broadcast their like physical, I don't know, whatever your projections to fields all over the world. So you could essentially attend a World Cup match at your local stadium where the players would actually be on the pitch, but it would be like, projections of the players which is very cool that's <laughs> very cool but also nonsense 2028 i mean this was back in like 2014 so maybe they were a little right. more so this is what i'm saying they, people really sold us on the idea that this was going to come around really quickly and it's still pretty much crap but the idea of that in the future probably not 2028 probably not 2038 but sometime would be very cool yeah i mean i think that um movies and plays there'll be some sort of third iteration of that which will be interesting where like you go to a theater and you see more of like a 3d kind of experience but not like goofy 3d like avatar but i don't know a much more immersive kind of thing or maybe maybe that's the point is like you cut out you cut out that theater and you're just sitting on your couch and it feels the same way but um yeah so i I think part of what's scary about this 
for me is that it's it's virtual reality and augmented reality so it doesn't seem like you can escape it you know <laughs> yeah so like, i think this is where like the 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 rules this is why it's bad having facebook leading because the rules of these worlds are really important right like, let's say you create a virtual reality world that feels like reality and you can go hang out with your friends and play games or whatever and you don't have to go to those physical spaces you cut down on travel time you can meet people from all over the world that have unique interests and you play you know it's it that's a much i would say a much healthier version of like meeting people online now and chatting them through a chat box like if you could actually meet them and play a game in real time and you can physically see them and interact i think that's some sort of semblance of reality that I think is missing in online interactions. However, if the world itself is like, no, you can murder people. And now it's like, you know, it's just like absolute moral depravity, then that's much worse. <laughs> and now we're, now we're in some sort of dystopia where like, you know, the, what is that movie? The purge is like, you know, a reality on different space. And for sure that would be the case, right? If you create this technology, whatever the worst possible outputs for this are going to be, that's what's going to happen, right? Um, and whether or not you can contain those relies on norm creation, platform logistics, policy building, which I do not trust Facebook with. Yeah, all, all of which Facebook has demonstrated to be horrible at. Yeah. Um, that's something I've never thought about, which is really interesting. The idea of, are you talking about murder in like a virtual sense? Like you would murder, what do you, what do you mean? Well, like that? let's say you're playing a video game right now and like Call of Duty, I know, parents still don't like their kids playing those types of games and i'm very bad at them so i will stand by them mostly because i feel embarrassed when i try to shoot people in those games because i'm not great yeah i don't but, let my kids play hard. <laughs> but mostly because they're uncoordinated right <laughs> um the so like yeah people don't like people shooting people but imagine if it was like now you're like really in a suit and it feels like you're actually stabbing someone like for some like to me that right. seems bad and maybe right. i'm wrong maybe like 20 years from now Somebody will look back and be like, oh, you're such a, you know, prude. It's just the same as a video game. It's just not real or whatever. Sure, maybe. But I, I can think of other instances besides just, like, actual murder where it would be bad to have, like, physical interactions that were unbounded by any laws. Yeah, of course. Well, I think that the more um, – so the, the, uh, this opinion and point has been made a million times over, so I'm not, you know – I'm. I'm not saying anything new when I say like our online personas are not exactly who we are. They're like a projection based on we want what we want people to see. And so there's this disconnect between like me, the person in with my body and who I project myself on Twitter or, you know, Instagram or whatever. Tinder. We know you're talking about Tinder. It's fine. Tinder. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dating profiles for sure. So, um, Right, there's already that disconnect right now, but that is just those are flat images and it's like a pretty basic profile. But can you imagine the attachment people are going to feel to like a virtual body of theirs that they spent hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars with outfits? And especially if that becomes a big part of their social life, um, going into different rooms, and that is in a certain sense for a lot of people that might become like a second body to them that they're very protective over. And then for somebody to come and like kill or violate that virtual body. Yeah. It's not going to do anything to their physical body, but there's going to be a lot of weird trauma that they're going to have to work through that. No buddy is prepared to help them through in a, 
yeah and that's i don't know it's scary to think about too you know Kids i mean i think at the very least we can be quite confident in saying that nobody has any real good understanding about how that will play out and how it will you know feel or you know how it will compare to real world violations and the, and that's where you come back to the fact that if you're going to be going into the great unknown you really don't want mark zuckerberg at the helm well okay so we're uh facebook's obviously quartered uh headquartered in america and we've had years and years of uh understanding and documents demonstrating how unethical their policies are and how much it's hurt our democracy and how people's body images uh, suffer because of that and teenagers are, you know, getting suicidal because of Instagram, like all this stuff. Um, I don't know if they're getting suicidal, but their, their mental health is harmed because of, uh, you know, comparisons on Instagram, et cetera. And we have Congress still not imposing any sort of regulations on that. Not because there's, they don't necessarily want to, because they don't have any seemingly understanding of how to impose regulations and what to do and how to kind of curb their power. And this is after years. uh, And this is under a platform that we kind of understand or think we understand the internet. Right. So to go to a platform that we don't understand this metaverse. And then also it's like, yeah to your point that's really frightening how how is any of this going to be mandated or enforced or curbed or any of that it's just going to be the wild west i mean that just sounds like uh uh, what's that uh the show with the robots and it's like westworld westworld that's what it sounds like i mean that's almost the more fitting id uh ideologue than than like uh ready player one um or a couple of these other sci-fi dystopia utopias um yeah, I mean, I think there's so I, the reason I'm a little bit more optimistic, but maybe this I mean, everybody was back in to the 2010s any you know, beginning of the 2000s about social media. So maybe I'm just I'm just uh, going to be looking back and uh, tisking myself um, 10 years from now. But I, I don't think that I mean, maybe. OK, let's think of let's try to think of like what would be the equivalent of like these rapid hardline polarization um, political we look specifically at political problems what would be like a virtual version of like well echo i can tell you for political groups okay let's tell hear. you you put on your virtual reality meta headset right as one does as one does actually minor and context. you it's pretty legit and you see your virtual body and you put on some jeans and a t-shirt and you know it's november of an election year so you go to vote and so you walk to your virtual polling station and talk to the virtual poll workers and they check your virtual ID and then you cast your virtual ballot into the virtual ballot box and then it's virtually tampered with and virtually is not counted and our democracy is virtually just destroyed well that that sounds more just like a problem with kind of technology like a hacking issue that we could i was thinking more like what would like the rush limbaugh's of the world use this platform for like how do the worst of the worst people convince like ordinary people so take like somebody who's just relatively undeterred by politics they don't care that much but you know they'll pay attention a little bit on election time how could this platform, like facebook we know that person can get sucked into these rabbit holes and 
you know, QAnon and all these things. I suppose it's, it would be even, it could be even worse if you are fully immersed in these things and you could actually see fictional versions of reality playing out. Um, or maybe it's so separate and so different that sure there are conspiracies within, I'm sure there are ways we can ruin it, <laughs> but it's harder for me to imagine them at the time than I just know the realities of these social networks, which are kind of like the exciting part of these social networks. I feel like there's a kind of interactive entertainment component of social networks that Basically, the, a lot of people believe in like QAnon stuff because it's really fun to like solve puzzles about, you know, serial murderers and all these specific conspiracies. But if instead of that, you could go do some crazy immersive virtual reality games, I feel like maybe the emphasis would be less on the like rapid polar like political polarization itself. Like I feel like Facebook doesn't <laughs> provide that much else besides these rabbit holes, whereas this other world could at least provide better distractions than those things well let me give you another scenario you Let's put your virtual headset on <laughs> you have your virtual body you put on a virtual jeans and t-shirt you go to your virtual polling station because it's november of election year and you're at your virtual polling station and somebody um thinks it's a good idea to get two virtual ballots and you cast two virtual votes and put both of them under different virtual names into the virtual ballot box. And then two votes get counted instead of one. Can you imagine that? What that would do to our democracy? <laughs> I, I feel like you're not thinking big enough. <laughs> uh, no, I just think that, um, I guess I just come back to this idea that if we can't regulate essentially a website and we don't even know how to wrap our heads around do we treat them like a publisher or not like a publisher in terms of the editorial standards and enforcing that all that stuff yeah. it's like how in the world you know um i i think of like reddit right so reddit can be used to follow the english premier league and like make friends talking about soccer and how can it can also be used for just the darkest strangest you know most perverse like little communities right so what would stop especially if this is a monetized thing and those communities are like paying money for access to this why what would <laughs> what would stop them from using this virtual space to just like congregate and do like heinous things right i, I <laughs> now i'm like sounding like a parent but i just i don't yeah. know See, no doubt. I think that it'll be very similar. I think Reddit's a good, uh, a good uh, kind of comparison. I think you could very easily imagine lots of different subreddits, but imagine them as realities, like I don't know, R right. called like R uh, comedy or whatever. I don't know if that's an actual subreddit, but like R funny. I don't know what the the comedy one, the basic comedy one. But imagine that you go there and it's like a bunch of stand up sets and people are in the crowd, so it's more fun or whatever. You, I sure maybe people will go off and create like neo-nazi like alternatives where they rule the world in this space um that's obviously very bad but i don't know if it's any worse than now because i'm not sure if that does that like would it, the idea be that because they can it's more tactile and it feels more real they then can't necessarily discern that reality from our reality as much as you can the internet versus our reality now um i can very much buy the argument that it's just as bad i don't necessarily see how it could be worse unless we're saying something about the psychological side um yeah well let's say i feel like our infrastructure for tracking down 
people so let's say you know someone's trying to uh i don't know traffic drugs or traffic people right on the internet and they're trying to cover their tracks but you know like the silk road episode they eventually get tracked down because they slip up or make a mistake or their ip address like is somewhere and they forgot or they made a gmail account years ago and they're you know it's like we have some sort of infrastructure for that but in the metaverse how is there how are you going to track people down at all who are trafficking drugs or trafficking people like using that as a communication platform you know i mean that's basically what those. happens now though right like that's just the dark web or the regular internet right i suppose like, it's like easier to so i think like it will be more like does it allow you like does the can there is there now an entirely different form of dark web that's based on stealing and hacking into virtual realities and if you can you steal a virtual shirt rather than a regular shirt like that would be worth something as well um i mean that's where the policies come in right because if you you know lock it all in with blockchain and stuff and let's say you have to register your actual you you can only have one person per world or whatever and it has to be linked to your real life identity or you know some gaming account you have then i could see how it would actually be much easier to regulate because you would have distinct ways of kicking people off you know somewhat of a a virtual world or whatever where you couldn't necessarily just jump on another one um but also it could you know it could be just as bad if not worse i suppose if it's completely unbounded and you know you get some sort of dystopia where people are enacting specific laws um yeah Yeah. i don't know i mean i'm curious It, it it's it's if we take them at face value and we say this is real, like they can actually do the things that they're claiming, I think there there's just more, and I suppose there's no reason to think that the rate of negative things that currently exist on the internet won't be scaled up at at least as bad or similar rate <laughs> by the size or the sheer volume of uh, kind of endless opportunity. So I suppose I suppose you're bringing me around to the pessimistic side, but I do think the good might be better, if that makes sense. Like I think the good side will be more enticing to people who are on the fence or are maybe going off into negative areas because there'll just be so many opportunities for, you know, endless kind of visual or interactive excitement. I guess I don't really see the good so much because even if like best case scenario it works it's cheap and it works well and it's immersive and it's entertaining isn't that just going to keep more people on their couches with their headsets on like not going to a park or meeting up with friends see i don't see that as a negative i think if you want to hang out with your friends in virtual reality from your couch or at a bar in real life that's the same to me as long as it gives you see i think that's where it's much better than current because i do think hanging out with someone in a, a chat box is not a negative. I don't want to disparage people who do that all the time, but it's not as great as meeting someone at a pub. But if the virtual reality were good enough and you could actually make friends and meet up with them at times and go on walks in the game, I actually don't see the difference. You don't? No. Well, I mean, what about this year? Like, um, I don't know. Like, what's this going to do to obesity? Sure. I mean, maybe there's like health impacts in the real world, but I don't think those people, the alternative is that they're now in the real world going and walking around in the park. But they kind of are forced to in the sense of if they want to make new friends, which I don't have trouble doing. I do it all the freaking time because I go out and do stuff all the time. So I'm not speaking from experience. I'm speaking about other people I read online who have trouble doing this. 
um, they they the only kind of way they they can really feasibly do that, you know, if they're not a gamer or something, is to is to go out and you know to be, put the steps in, right? Uh, I'm more optimistic on this point. I don't really see the difference. I think it's I think I think the amount of time where the the health benefits of having to find friends in the real world versus online are pretty negligible. <laughs> once you find friends, once you find friends in the real world, it's not like you're always just like running around with them. You're like, oh, come over and we'll drink beers and watch sports. Like I think that's pretty similar. Yeah, but I, mm, yeah, I don't know. I I still think that it seems like it's gonna be incentivize a more passive lifestyle, and I don't think that ultimately that's good even though okay, think about it think about and... it this way let's say yeah. right now you go outside and you try to have friends and whatever but you live in like a really closed off rich area of i don't know colorado sure you might be slightly healthier but you're only going to meet a distinct not very diverse subset of people uh-huh. if you can go into virtual worlds and meet people from all over the world and hang out with them and interact in a way that's you know has some sort of simulacrum to reality then isn't that like offset maybe potential health benefits by giving you a diverse viewpoints of all these different worlds and cultures and potential friends and different groups? Yeah. But wouldn't some of those people be like poor people? <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Not if they're on the game. I mean, I only hang out in the most exclusive high end virtual realities. So yeah. that's how I No, I mean, uh, yeah, I think that's a fair point. And there's certainly, I think, good things that could come from this for sure. Um, I guess I also don't know what this would do to people that know how to use and navigate this technology from people that don't really know how to use it and navigate it. And maybe that's maybe that's like a, a moot point. But it's the idea of the generational differences. Like, are we going to be able to understand and really, I don't know, be able to relate to to kids that are born now? Let's say, let's say the metaverse gets fully realized in ten years. Am I really going to be able to relate to someone who grows up in that? You know, like our our worldview is going to be irreparably different because of. <laughs> Have you ever hung out with like a 15 year old now? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I think that the 15 year old now, I don't know, still, um, I don't know. They, they grow out of that kind of, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just in the sense of, I don't know, why, why would you be incentivized to develop kind of in-person social skills if you were raised in a place and incentivized monetarily and, and elsewise to develop kind of just virtual social skills and well, i don't think these some would, overlaps i think that's true in the sense that of what we have now like where you're just texting people yeah. or sending yeah. people messages i think that's true but if it was truly you know an immersive virtual reality you would still have to interact and be socially functional and not you know necessarily lag and and pause and you know, figure out the correct thing to say. You would have to react in real time. Like this, the version I'm comparing it to, which is probably somewhat of a, you know, a straw man or unfair to your kind of pessimistic take, is one where it's fully immersive and somewhat of a substitute for reality. Like in that world, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. if you were socially awkward and you were trying to pick someone up at a virtual bar, you would still have to display the same social skills and, you know, 
be just as nice as reality. You couldn't necessarily. Yeah, but you could pick whatever body you wanted, right? So I think it depends on the game, right? I'm sure there are like that's not necessarily true. Like you could create a reality where you have to spend a certain amount of time in the virtual gym to get a virtual body. I mean, and I think who would do that? If the world becomes one where it's less focused on physical appearance because everyone is physically fit in the game, I don't know if that's necessarily a negative. Well, I mean, what what does marriage look like in a virtual? Like, are there going to be people who are virtually married but live, you know, apart on opposite sides of the world for their entire marriage? If you were able to hang out with them the same amount of time per day, but in a virtual capacity, I don't necessarily think that's that bad. <laughs> what? Come on. How would that be? As, like, what's the difference? Well, um... <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. What's the difference? Um, so, I mean, wouldn't that just be the end of our human species if that became the prevalent way of meeting and interacting? There would <laughs> That's be the no... best outcome. If we're like, oh, we depopulated because certain people <laughs> lived across the globe and hung out online. You know what? I subscribe to this world. If that's the worst thing that happens. Oh. <laughs> uh... Well, that's one. Okay. The other would just be, I think there are, I don't know, like, it's like oxytocin gets released in your body, right? When you are hugged by somebody that you care about. So it's this idea that like, our, our bodies still need I, other you don't bodies. Think your bo- to... You think your body's going to be able to discern whether it's a real hug or a fake hug? Yeah, for sure. How? It's, they have physical sensors where you'll feel the person hugging you with like the sensors you have on your body. Yeah, I just don't know if, like, evolutionarily we can, like, flip a switch in 10 years, right, if this metaverse gets. No, but why would that, why would, how would your body know if it's a real hug or a fake hug? I guess it depends on what type of sensors we're talking. I'm thinking of, like, motion sensor, like, you know, dots that you put on your skin. I mean, they already are we thinking, like, a like suit? This, you wear a shirt that has that, like, when someone touches you in the game, it physically presses in on you on those points. That's already a real thing. Right. I know, I know that's a real thing, but I just, I mean, it surely would still, there would still be some sort of perceivable difference. Like a real hug versus, like, if you did the Pepsi challenge and you were blindfolded and you got a real hug versus, like, a sensory hug from someone across the world. Yeah, I think you could still, there'd be a perceivable difference between those two. I mean, in the short term, sure. But I think the you confusing your brain to trying to differentiate is much harder than it is your body to feel a hug and then let off a neurological response. Right. I mean, that might, that might be true. But the other thing that we haven't talked about with this that could get really unwieldy as ai right so like let's alan say... iverson sorry huh? I, I, alan iverson <laughs> alan iverson having his own metaverse so how sick would that be you could just play like an ai alan iverson but in like real virtual world like he just balls up on you <laughs> like mm-hmm. knocks you down and dunks on you that would actually be very cool we should that would be very cool especially <laughs> because i don't think real alan iverson can dunk <laughs> he could back in the day not anymore. Virtual hour and Iverson can die. Right. Um, but yeah, so like, what is AI going to do to this and be, how are we going to regulate AI in the space? And I don't know. I, that whole question of like, 
if people start having AI girlfriends, is that maybe that's not a problem, but it still seems you re- not you seem great. really hung up on the the sexual mores of the virtual world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that's uh, coming from. I don't. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I was like beating around the bush the entire episode, but like, if you don't think that this technology will be adapted for porn-based things within one month of Facebook releasing it, you are incorrect. One so this... one second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, are you so kidding me? You're, this you're... Was... There's certainly that component. I don't know if you want to like debate that, but yeah, I mean, that will be heavily involved, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, that's kind of a moot point, I think. I mean, it's, yeah. it's neither here. It's an inevitability there, of the internet. And yeah. Um, so I don't know. That concerns me a lot less than I think how, what this is going to do to like how people relate to each other as family members as friends as i don't know like this is just such uncharted territory and we have zuckerberg leading it (laughs) like what the idea that we're not perfectly like well adapted to it evolutionarily is an interesting point because i think i it almost like to my without having thought about it i would almost say that we we seem better adapted to that than we do the current version of being online where it very much is like a sedentary yeah. process we're not interacting face to face it's yeah. very much not based on community community and kind of communal norms but it could i mean maybe i'm wrong maybe there's something about something inherent about these virtual worlds where we're even less adapted to that because of the technological process and the way it can move i mean i'm picturing i think i'm very unimaginatively picturing you just being in like i'm on the moon now and i'm in a virtual world but it could very much be like maybe time you're in these worlds and time is moving at a different rate and there could be many many distortions of these things that i haven't even thought of that could mess up many things so i i mean the unknown there is is much more dramatic than i'm letting on for sure yeah i just i guess i see the downside it's hard for me to see the upside is eclipsing the downside with something like this, you know, mm-hmm. with something like, I don't, I don't know what, what Facebook's valuation is right now, but it seems that they have tens of billions of dollars to throw at this. And the idea that they're just going to acquire every company, like, I think I read that they acquired Weta Digital or like a company that, they have acquired them. Um, what a digital did the Lord of the Rings movies, and it's you know based in New Zealand, and they you know they're like yeah. the at the forefront of uh, digital animation. You know, like uh, you know, I forget what they call it, the biz. So it's the idea; it's going to stifle, or or people are just going to try to innovate into this unknown kind of space and just get you know make a quick buck make a quick billion by getting bought up by metaverse meta you know i don't know the whole that that what's gonna do to the innovation economy in the process and i just hope it fails (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i think about like art from the other side though like it's now let's say what what are the constraints on you know art in general now you know supplies opportunity these sorts of things let's mm-hmm. if you can build into a virtual world where there's in, in limitless possibilities and you can mm-hmm. create your own you know environments from scratch without having to worry about material constraints or um i don't know how, how fast certain things dry or any of these physical realities i'm sure there are many artists who would 
very much enjoy living in you know a world where you have those sorts of realities yeah Um, that's a good point like uh if you had a kid who grew up in poverty in detroit or whatever uh and they had access to this meta verse and did some incredible nfts that were you know valued really highly and then they could you know for basically very little money they could have access to that so yeah i mean that kind of stuff's interesting to think about i just i mean that's the thing who knows though maybe in certain like if one specific virtual world becomes the dominant one and that's the one most people spend most of their money and then maybe the economics is even more skewed maybe you know income disparities are even more dramatic and to buy a shirt it costs 20 coins and you know fewer people can even afford that and the reality is is people in the real world who can afford to buy things in the game have such a huge advantage that it ends up segregating society even more i mean it's very much possible i'd like to think that if you had different options of different worlds and we could just opt into different ones, people could choose more equal worlds to spend their time in. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Dude, this seems so far-fetched. I th- I'm thinking about it like <laughs> Facebook is going to successfully get tens of millions of people to buy a virtual reality headset and then spend hours of their day going into virtual i don't know man it just seems a little like facebook not apple not like a company i mean these other companies are basically have kind of signaled that they want to join as well to be fair who like a bunch of these other companies have said that they they really want to join in on virtual worlds as well yeah i mean if they got the like the gaming companies so if if like minecraft became the the metaverse became like the place where minecraft was played and then Yeah, if yeah. they if they did it that way, like build a coalition of already thriving places and then just centralize, that's mm-hmm. scary because that could work. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, if you can basically create the Apple Store for the metaverse, right? That's why it's so worrying to have Facebook as the first mover because there's always first mover advantage with these things. If people spend a lot of time in a specific virtual world, they're not going to want to give it up and move to a different one, you know. There, but I think it hopefully it'll be friction, you know, less frictionable than, than the real world, right? Like moving from Mexico to US is obviously a huge pain. There are lots of personal risks and things, but in moving from one virtual world to another, while well, you have to give things up, shouldn't be physically risky in the way that you're moving between nation states is today. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if we have too much else to say on this. We'll have to record another episode, but uh, this is actually a super fascinating discussion. I don't know if, who knows, in 20 years, maybe we're like, oh, that failed. <laughs> Of course, I don't know. There's, there's no way this thing is gonna work. Or in 20 years, you're married to your virtual girlfriend, and you're like, man, you're right. <laughs> you are totally right. <laughs> oh my god. Well, this was, I don't know. I just, I wish David Foster Wallace was around to like see this because he predicted this basically. Like, the premise of Infinite Jest, uh, his most famous book, mm-hmm. is that, uh there's a terrorist organization who wants to split up like the United States and um, their means of doing it is distributing this film that is so captivating that people watch it over and over and over and over until they die of dehydration. Well, that's essentially like Soma from uh, Brave New World as well, right? Yeah. I th- yeah. I guess you could say, but it's like, so the drug is a film that's mm-hmm. so it's like 
he's just lethally entertaining. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's the idea of like, I don't know, are people going to forget to eat for, I mean, I guess they already do some gamers, you know, but like are regular people going to forget to eat for 15 hours. Cause they're so like captivated by whatever they're doing in the virtual world. Like it's based just, on um... my, my brief experience of virtual reality, which is essentially just someone shoving a phone in my face. I find it hard to believe, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, um, I can't wait till our 20th anniversary episode of Rationalish where we meet in the metaverse to discuss. People can come watch us do this in person in the virtual world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When in person means meeting in the got... metaverse. <laughs> I've got like a like a sixteen pack. I'm like seven feet five, dunking on Allen Iverson. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's great. All right, well, um, send us your thoughts and ideas. Actually, this idea came from uh, Justin Delucia, uh, my my uh, Welsh English American uh, friend. So, Justin, if you're listening, shout out to you. Thanks for sending this along. And yeah, text us, uh, you know, email us if you have any other ideas, folks. Well, thank you, Justin. Yeah. And thank you all rational listeners out there around the world. Uh, yeah, there's like a hundred people listening to us. A whole hundred. <laughs> Just wait till we have our own virtual world, man. It's going to get crazy. People are going to be yeah. Do you think Zuckerberg's going to approach us about acquiring this podcast? Well, I mean, if, <laughs> if you take away every time we mention Facebook or Zuckerberg and you delete that, he might enjoy this conversation. So you never know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, until next time, rational listeners, peace out. Thank you. I was going to do a Zuckerberg impression. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs>